Please turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 10. As we get back there to our slides. If you can go to my sermon slides, that would be great. Awesome. There they are. There it is. Great job. All right. So para el grupo en español, algunos, eh, algunos anuncios. Eh, este miércoles comenzamos esta temporada de medias semanas de hombres y mujeres. Vamos a estar aquí a uh, presencial. Vamos a tener empezar nuestra serie de hombres de fe y la serie de mujeres de fe. Uh, queremos invitar a nuestros hijos y nuestras hijas que participen con nosotros. Igual va a haber cuidado de niños para los niños más pequeños. Entonces todo esto va a ser aquí a uh, presencial. También hoy a la iglesia en español comenzamos nuestro ayuno de 40 días. Uh, ayunamos hoy y después terminamos nuestro ayuno como iglesia en Viernes Santos. Entonces estamos ayunando en camino a resurrección. Uh, Amén. Uh, and I want to share here about yesterday was a very special day. So I serve uh, also as the uh, president of Bine uh, Tijuana Border Programs uh, for Hope Worldwide Tijuana. And uh, we have been uh, uh, developing and building a, uh, a community center. And last, yesterday we were able to celebrate, uh, we're 80% completed. Uh, so it's somewhat symbolic of who we are, right? We're 80% there. Uh, and so, but we were able to celebrate and it was such a phenomenal time to see the beautiful dynamic of empowerment. That those of us that have the opportunity to be generous in great ways. We contribute financially to that program, empowering our brothers and sisters in the Tijuana Church to lead and serve their community because they're talented and they're skilled and they're capable and it's their city. All they need is some empowerment from us. And then in turn around, they turn around and empower their community. And so we see empowerment from the U.S. disciples and receiving, empowering the Tijuana disciples, and then in turn, they, they serve their community in such a beautiful, dynamic, dynamic way. Uh, and so there's opportunities for us uh, as a church to take groups uh, and serve and learn all the things that God is doing there. Amen? Ayer fue un día tan especial. Podemos tuvimos una celebración de nuestros centro de hope en Tijuana. Uh, finalmente ya tenemos eh, un director de tiempo completo Gracias a la generosidad de los discípulos Y fue un tiempo increíble Y claro, voy a estar contando más historias en los próximos, en los próximos meses So in light of Women's History Month I do want to share There's a picture of four of our sisters Dentist They represent the three border churches Tijuana, Mexicali, and Ensenada There's weekends where they serve 120 orphans in one weekend. And because we have a partnership with orphanages, we serve the same child, the same children, every six months. Empowering them to build a relationship with that child, which is a very unique relationship because they're not coming from the U.S., they're from those cities. And the cultural connection and impact is, is, is powerful. And so as they build a relationship with their dentist, they know them by name, Dr. Adora, and then they come, the kids dress up when it's time to go to the dentist. 
couple of kids sharing, I want to be like you. I want to be a dentist. And sometimes that's not the engagement you get when those of us from this side of the border go and serve. But we can go there and empower the local ones. And you see this beautiful dynamic. And so without the faith of the women and their talents and skills and their hearts to serve, this program would not exist. Amen? So shout out to all, all of the sisters. Si no fuera por la, la, la fe de estas hermanas y su servicio y su educación, nuestro programa no, no existiría. Amen? All right. Our, our theme today is ripple effect. Nuestro punto hoy es efecto domino. Ripple effect. There's a disturbance in our world right now. Hay un disturbio global ahorita. We can take a minute of silence. And we don't hear explosions. We don't hear fighter jets. We don't hear buildings crumbling and people crying and seeking their friends. Podemos mantenernos en silencio y no escuchamos explosiones, bombas, la guerra. But even though we can't hear that, all of us have been carrying this in our heart this week. Have you not? Especially when we know that we have relatives there. We care for all people, but, but it's different when you have relatives there, when you have your brothers and sisters that are there. Tenemos familia ahí. Procuramos por todas las personas, pero es diferente cuando tenemos a nuestra familia ahí. So what I want to do today is I want to read Luke 10 slowly to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us through Luke 10. And I want to read it. I want to read about the Good Samaritan today in light of the global conflict. And how does the Good Samaritan speak to us in light of this global conflict? Are you with me? And that's what we're after. To listen to the word of God in this very familiar passage, but in the light of our current crisis. Quiero leer Lucas capítulo 10 otra vez. Pero en el contexto del conflicto global que tenemos y dejarle un espacio al Espíritu Santo que nos hable en este pasaje tan familiar en el contexto, contexto de esta situación global. Amén. A ripple effect. A ripple effect is a disturbance that has an outward effect. The invasion of the Russian troops has caused a global disturbance, mainly the loss of life, the separation of families, the loss of property and belongings, the disturbance on the global economy that we will feel the effects, and maybe already have. 
And obviously, we fear the consequences of a long-term conflict. And this ripple effect is going to impact all of us one way or another. Can you think about how that disturbance, that ripple effect can affect you? Can you just think about that while I share what I just shared in Spanish? I'll be back. Este efecto dominó tiene, tiene un impacto en todo el mundo, específicamente la pérdida de vidas, en la separación de familias. Sin duda en la economía global y nos va a afectar a todos de una manera u otra. Perhaps we've already had conversations with coworkers and friends and neighbors and about the effects that this is going to have on our lives. But you know, not all ripple effects are bad. No todos los efectos del dominó son malos. Resurrection is a ripple effect. The church being, this, being sent through persecution to, to all the ends of the earth is, is a ripple effect. The birth of Christ was a ripple effect. The conversion of Paul was a ripple effect. The fact that we have the written Holy Scriptures is a ripple effect. The fact that you're here today You're part of this good ripple effect. No todo el efecto de dominó es malo. Hay, hay, hay efectos buenos. La resurrección. La palabra de Dios. El hecho que estamos aquí. Aquí hoy. Amen. I want to share here a video uh, from Kidogo. Uh, as Marcel mentioned, we are part of a worldwide movement. Somos parte de de, de un movimiento global y queremos usar este video tiene los subtítulos en español and this is an update of what our brothers and sisters are going through in Ukraine and Russia I'm Mike Tolliver and we're part of the International Churches of Christ on February 23rd Russia sent their military forces into the neighboring country Ukraine we're now in early March Buildings have been devastated. Disciples huddle in bomb shelters. Smoldering cars line the pavement. And lines extend from supermarkets into the streets. Some are required to stay in the country by law and are driving from town to town, seeking safety from the fighting, fleeing from tanks and explosions. These brothers and sisters are in grave danger and need our prayers. Others, however, have escaped the country for safety. Hope Worldwide has sent a global disaster response team to the neighboring country of Moldova to provide on-site technical assistance along with medicines, funding for tents, food, water, and other relief needs. Hope Worldwide is coordinating with the European Mission Society, or EMS, and the ICOC churches in Eastern Europe to ensure physical and spiritual needs are being met in the most effective and efficient manner. The plans are both short-term and long-term. Here's Sean Wooden, who is on the ground in Moldova and helping coordinate shelter for the refugees. Uh, the Kiev church, uh, almost every member goes to bomb shelters on a daily basis. Um, we have churches in Kharkov where it's been bombed. 
uh, severely. Um, lots of needs. So please join us for prayer. That's my first request because um, God works through prayers and we need God at this hour. Right now in Kishinev, we're 60 miles from the border of the Ukraine and we've been able to take in, I think, already 80 or 90 disciples who have come across the border. We've given them refuge. Uh, we give them a bed to sleep in. Uh, we're able to feed them. Um, we have donations coming in. So we've been able to take care of our brothers and sisters that have crossed the border. I'm so proud of our fellowship at this hour. I'm so thankful for all the, the Christians and, and people that are giving their hearts to helping people uh, pray for us. And we appreciate anything you can do to support us at this hour. Thanks to your generous donations to Hope Worldwide and the EMS, over 2,000 meals have been served and hundreds of nights slept in a warm bed from all the refugees. There are washing machines and dryers and they are collecting clothes. The disciples in the refugee center are gathering in prayer for Ukraine and hosting church services. We thank God that EMS and Hope Worldwide, with the help of the saints, have provided these disciples with a safe place to land. But there is so much more to be done. Disciples are still in mortal danger in Ukraine, and the enormous humanitarian crisis is far from over as refugees pour across the border. Hope Worldwide and the EMS are on the ground to provide the help that our brothers and sisters so desperately need. If you'd like to help, then you can donate at the following links. This is a terrible time. Many are afraid but many are also stepping up to help. When one part of the body suffers, the rest suffers with it. Right now, you can provide real, tangible help. First, you can pray. Pray for peace. Pray for our brothers and sisters, safety. And pray for the relief efforts. Second, you can give. You can help Hope Worldwide and help EMS to protect and provide for the disciples in need and in danger. So pray, give, and let's be there to support our Eastern European family in their time of need. Be sure to check back with Disciples Today and the Kidogo YouTube channel. God bless. So if we can please commit, encourage you to pray. And I know we say that a lot, but I think we understand where this really calls us to pray. And we can pray every day for the circumstances there, for our brothers and sisters, for, for, for the, all the people there. Por favor, comprometanse a orar diario por esta situación. Amen. Lucas, capítulo 10, Luke, chapter 10. Let's read this passage in light of what is taking place and let's see what God reveals to you. Vamos a leer este pasaje teniendo en mente lo que acabamos de escuchar y a ver qué nos demuestra Dios. I'll go ahead and read it in English first. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law, he replied. How do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus said. Do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself. So he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, a man was going down from Jericho to Jerusalem. When he was attacked by robbers, 
They stripped him of his clothes. They beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road. And when he saw the man, he passed on by on the other side. So to a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came to where the man was. And when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and he bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey and brought him to an inn and took care of him. The next day, he took out two denarii and gave him to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said. And he gave him to the innkeeper. Keeper, sorry. And when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was the neighbor to the man who fell to the hands of robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him, Jesus told him, go and do likewise. What strikes you? Meditate on that. What jumps out to you reading this familiar passage in light of our current context? I want to go ahead and read it in Spanish. En esto se presentó un experto en la ley, y para poner prueba a Jesús, le hizo esta pregunta, Maestro, ¿qué tengo que hacer para heredar la vida eterna? Jesús replicó, ¿qué está escrito en la ley? ¿Cómo la interpretas tú? Como respuesta, el hombre citó, ama al Señor tu Dios, con todo tu corazón y con todo tu ser y con todas tus fuerzas y con toda tu mente, ama a tu prójimo como a ti mismo. Bien contestado, le dijo Jesús, haz esto y vivirás. Pero él quería justificarse, así que le preguntó a Jesús, ¿y quién es mi prójimo? Jesús respondió, bajaba un hombre de Jerusalén a Jerico y cayó en manos de unos ladrones. Le quitaron la ropa, lo golpearon y se fueron, dejándolo medio muerto. Resulta que viajaba por el mismo camino un sacerdote, quien al verlo, se desvió y siguió de largo. Así también llegó a aquel lugar un levita y al verlo se desvió y siguió de largo. Pero un samaritano que iba de viaje llegó a donde estaba el hombre y viéndolo se compadeció de él, se acercó, lo curó a las heridas con vino y aceite y se las vendó. Luego lo montó sobre su propia cabaldura lo llevó a un alojamiento y lo cuidó. Al día siguiente sacó dos monedas de plata y se las dio al dueño del alojamiento. Cuídemelo, le dijo. Y lo que gaste usted de más, se lo pagaré cuando yo vuelva. ¿Cuál de estos tres piensas que demostró ser el prójimo del que cayó en manos de ladrones? El que se compadeció de él, contestó el experto de la ley. Anda entonces y haz tú lo mismo. Concluyó Jesús. Throughout the scriptures, all of the prophets and Jesus are imagining the world that can be and should be and is going to be. 
And the audience of these prophets and the audience of Jesus, it's hard to put that imagined world into their current world. It kind of, some of those things don't fit. But yet, consistently, the prophets continue to imagine a new social reality, a new God-centered economy, a new way of treating one another that simply does not fit or is not definitely consistent in the world that they were hearing that message. And so this too is a call to imagine the world that, that should be, the world that can be, the world that will be. But when we look at the other ripple effect, we're like, why God? And it's okay to lament to God. But don't forget, there's another ripple effect. The scriptures call us to live out of this imagined world. Consistentemente las escrituras, todos los profetas y Jesús se están imaginando el mundo que debería ser, que puede ser y que va a ser. Y constantemente nos invitan a, a imaginarnos este mundo, a empezar a vivir ese mundo en nuestro hoy. A pesar de que nuestro hoy es complicado porque no hay consistencia de esas cosas. When there's a disturbance like this, you enter your times with God differently. You read the scriptures differently. You interact with people differently. And I think this scripture calls us to be aware of those that are around us. That we can lament and pray for those that are physically far away. But be present to those that are near us. Dios nos llama a estar conscientes de los que están físicamente lejos, pero también estar presentes a los que están a nuestros los que están cercas. I love the imagery here. It says that this man was walking from where to where? Did you catch that? From Jerusalem to where? El hombre iba bajando, iba viajando de Jerusalén a Jericho. If you're familiar with the geography there, on your way to Jerusalem, you had to go down into Jericho and then go up the mountain to Jerusalem. Si recordamos nuestra geografía, para ir a Jerusalén tenías que bajar a la ciudad de Jericó y después subir a la montaña de Jerusalén. And so there's this beautiful image of this man descending from Jerusalem. Does that sound familiar? Vemos esta imagen de un hombre que baja de Jerusalén. ¿Y qué le pasa? What happens to this man? They beat him. They strip him. They take advantage. They rob him. And so the early church imagined, did a lot of work trying to imagine this passage into, wow, 
That sounds like that was Jesus. La, la iglesia primitiva hizo muchos trabajos tratando de imaginarse que, wow, eso suena como Jesús. But then they, the, there was also uh, some, some liberty that they took in some of these interpretations and they said, well, Jesus is also that good Samaritan. Pero también tuvieron sus libertades de imaginarse que también Jesús igual es el buen samaritano. And so we can say, well, which one, if we had to choose, which one is he? Both. He's the one that takes the beating and he's the one that helps heal. Es ambos. El que es agredido, pero también el que, el que nos ayuda a sanar. Which one are you? The lawyer or the expert of the law. You didn't think that about yourself. You just pointed someone else in your mind like, oh, that's that brother. But we too can be that man that was beaten. Right? We can also be that person. Igual nosotros podemos ser esa persona. Do you remember that time where you were just laying on the road half dead? Lost. Full of guilt, full of shame, empty, bitter, and you just thought no one cares. Do you remember that? And you didn't ask, perhaps, to be helped in this way. <laughs> and here comes Jesus. Puts you on his donkey and takes you to the inn, a.k.a. church. Recuerdan esa, esa etapa en nuestras vidas donde estábamos golpeados, lastimados, abandonados, llenos de agonía, pero llegó Jesús, el buen samaritano, y nos recogió. There's so much that we can imagine here in light of the circumstances. Hay tanto que nos puedes imaginar en el contexto global. But the thing that stood out to me, I've been reading this passage for maybe three or four weeks. Lo que constantemente me llama la atención a mí después de leer esto tres, cuatro semanas is the violence of the people that just almost killed this man. Lo que me ha resaltado es la violencia de estas personas. Casi matando a esta persona. And I kind of have read it and I've tried to force myself to sit and ask, why? Why did they do it? Why did they do it? Why do people treat others like this? ¿Por qué? ¿Por qué tratan a otras personas así? Why is there so much violence still? We just got through a pandemic and now there's a war? Why? Greed is probably at the root of everything. Willing to be violent in order to obtain more. And we may not declare war on others, but we can have the emotional violence sometimes. Quizás no vamos a llamar guerra a otra persona, pero podemos tener esas emociones violentas. Palabras, acusaciones. And so God is consistently calling us to imagine how 
we are interdependent with other people and how we treat others is directly connected of how we treat God. Constantemente Dios nos llama a considerar la interconexión que tenemos y la conexión que existe entre cómo tratamos a las personas es lo mismo en cómo tratamos a Dios. And so I've been circling this passage and reading it and sometimes I'm upset and sometimes I'm hopeful and sometimes I'm discouraged and sometimes I'm inspired and it's the same passage. So if you have nowhere to go as all these emotions come, you can go to this passage. Constantemente estoy leyendo este pasaje y me está conmoviendo en cosas diferentes porque me está hablando basado en las circunstancias en las que estamos. And so we see in the different people here, we see the, the violent of people, la gente violenta, the injured person, la persona herida, el, the priest and, the, and, and the, el sacerdote, the Levite, Levita, el Samaritan, Samaritano, el dueño del alojamiento, the innkeeper. All of these characters we can identify with one way or another, enabling the creativity of the scriptures to meet us where we're at. Podemos identificarnos con todas estas personas, dejando la creatividad y la dinámica de las escrituras que nos alcance de acuerdo a donde estamos. And I think what I'm trying to say here is, there's a lot that we are going to be feeling. Let's go to God first. Let's pray. Let's get the scriptures. Let's get direction of this imagined world, the way the world can be, should be, and will be, so that we live out of that world rather than from this broken world. Creo que parte de lo que estoy tratando de decir es que eh, lo que viene va, va, va a empeorar las cosas para todos. El conflicto va a empeorar, pero es importante que oremos y que vayamos a las Escrituras para dejar que este mundo que Dios se imagina que debería ser, que puede ser y va a ser, nos conmueva y nos molde para ser la gente que Dios quiere que seamos. Amén. There's a beautiful seen there at the end. Hay una, una escena muy bella al final. It says that this Samaritan looked at the man, que lo vio el Samaritano. That he got close, se acercó. That he got off his, his donkey, se bajó de su cabaldura, and he took out his belongings, his, his, his oil, and, and his wine. I'm sure he had plans for that. Sacó el aceite y el vino. And he poured it out on the wounds of this person who he did not know. Y se las anotó a estas personas que no conocía. Why? Because that person was simply in need. Simplemente porque esa persona tenía esta necesidad. You know, there, there's an argument that perhaps this isn't even a parable. It doesn't say it's a parable. Perhaps Jesus was just retelling an example of a true story. Quizás no es una parábola, quizás es un ejemplo que he hecho como varios de ustedes han comentado. And so this man, symbolically, if it is a parable, uses oil and wine. 
what the church, first church did after someone was baptized. They anoint them with oil. And communion in wine represents that engagement of communion. Si es una parábola, quizás, como hemos hablado, el significado posiblemente del aceite y del vino. So we can imagine that this is Jesus healing us, restoring us, moving us in Christ's baptism. And then what does he do? He takes them to an inn. And he stays there overnight. Did you catch that? Se quedó ahí toda la noche, procurando, taking care of him. He's already wasted his oil and wine, or he's already used. Ya usó su aceite y su vino, después saca dos monedas de plata. Two days wages on a stranger who's in need. En un extraño que está en necesidad. And he pours out his, what he has. Maybe that's all he has. No sabemos si es rico o qué. Posiblemente no. And he says to the innkeeper, take care of him. I left him alive, but he still needs some healing. Está vivo, pero todavía necesita tiempo de sanación. And then, here's another symbolic language. When I come back, sound familiar? Lenguaje simbólico, cuando regrese. What do you think the our Ukrainian brothers and sisters, well, how do you think they value church right now and their fellowship? ¿Cómo crees que son las relaciones y cómo, qué valor le da, tienen a la iglesia nuestros hermanos hermanos ucranios? That literally all of our European churches and Hope Worldwide are mobilizing to help as many people as possible, but specifically our brothers and sisters. This is all they have. There's a story. Of a sister. That's in a curfew. You know, there's a curfew going on. But she knew another elderly sister. Was alone. And at night. Risking her life, breaking curfew, running to see if that sister is okay. Finding her, taking her to a, home, to a bomb shelter, and then running back. Esta historia de la hermana que creo que ya se las he contado. All of these stories is this imagined world. The helping the refugees, ayudando los refugiados, es parte de este mundo que nos imaginamos. It's taking place now. Está ocurriendo ahora. What world are you living out of? What world are you living for? ¿De qué mundo estás viviendo tú y para cuál mundo estás viviendo? 
And as disciples, we are saved. So, como discípulos, somos salvados. Pero todavía necesitamos ayuda. Todavía necesitamos tiempo. Todavía necesitamos que donen ahí dos monedas de plata para ayudarnos. Porque ya nos conocemos. And though we're saved and we're, we're brought to God's kingdom and in the church, we still need time. We still need healing like this person. We're not, we may be saved, but we may not be completely healed. Are you with me? Quizás estamos salvos, pero quizás no estamos completamente salvos. So Kenny Barber is going to come and share about disciples in motion. And perhaps we can imagine that disciples in motion is like being part of this inn to continue this healing. Come on, Kenny. Como, como dijo um, mi hermano Marcel antes, like Marcel Benito said earlier, bienvenidos. Welcome. Oh, oh lo siento, um, English. You know, according to the parable, um, this unfortunate man was left half dead. Recuerda la parábola desafortunadamente este hombre está dejado ahí casi muerto. Or another perspective half alive. Otra perspectiva mitad vivo. And he needed a, a place to extend his healing. Y necesitaba un lugar para extender su sanación. And you know that place even here can represent um, this program disciples in motion. Y ese tiempo extendido quizás representa este programa de discípulos en motion. In John 10.10, 10, there's a promise that, um, that we can live life to the full. In Juan 10, 10, hay una promesa que podemos vivir vida completa. But in the same passage of scripture, it says there's a, a thief that comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Pero igual en ese pasaje nos habla de un enemigo que nos ataca y nos quiere destruir. Now, Satan can work through past hurts. Satanás puede trabajar en heridas de nuestro pasado. And there, there are patterns of sin that can weigh us down. Y hay patrones de, de pecado que nos pueden desanimar. Half dead spiritually. Mitad muerto espiritualmente. Means there's something in the way of this promise. Significa que hay algo que está impidiendo esta promesa de vivir la vida completa. To be fully alive spiritually. Para estar vivos completamente espiritual. This could hinder... Uh, it could be, could be someone who has a, uh, who's, hin who, who's hindered in fellowship. Por eso, posiblemente esto puede ser alguien que está lastimado y no puede conectarse en la confraternidad. Uh, it could hinder um, someone wanting to even read the Bible on their own or quiet times. Te puede afectar no sientes motivación para leer la escritura o llorar. It, maybe it's something that takes away your zeal. Quizás te lleva a tu, tu celo. Or even not seriously caring about the gospel. Simplemente tener, no tener eh, pasión por el evangelio. Or difficulty even as a Christian deny yourself or give. O quizás como cristiano no negarte a ti mismo. Disciples in motion is someone who I just can't get out of this state. Este programa ayuda para personas que no pueden salir de ese estado de desánimo. So these are symptoms. Esos son síntomas. Mm -hmm. So he needed to be taken to a place 
to get a deeper healing. Ese hombre tuvo que llevar un alojamiento para llevar más ayuda, para recibir más ayuda. Second Corinthians chapter 10 verse 4 talks about strongholds. En segundo Corintios capítulo 4 habla de fortalezas del mal. Do you have something in your life or a stronghold that seems too powerful to overcome? Hay una fortaleza del mal en tu vida que no se siente muy fuerte que no la puedes derrotar. As a Christian, just as the man um, in the parable robs your freedom. Como cristiano, así como le roban a este hombre, te puede robar eso, tu libertad. Or interferes with your relationship with God. Interfiere con tu relación con Dios. Or you feel stuck. Quizás te sientes atascado. Can anyone in here relate to that? ¿Quién se puede relacionar con eso? Raise your hand. Levanten sus manos. Okay. That there's something in your life that that's, that you're stuck. It can get you stuck at times. Que hay algo en tu vida que te está deteniendo, atascado. Maybe it's relationship issues. Quizás es retos en relaciones. Hurts from the past. Heridas del pasado. It helps. It, it hinders you from wanting to connect. Te limita en el deseo de conectarte. The church is about connection. La iglesia es de conexiones. Maybe it's addiction or some unhealthy pattern. Quizás es una adicción o quizás un patrón que no es saludable. Maybe it's um, the way you think. Maybe depression or there is a mental health challenge. Quizás es algo que tiene que ver con depresión o la manera que piensas o algo en tu salud mental. Maybe it's challenge with weight. Quizás es tu, tu sobrepeso. Or, or fear uh, and trust. O quizás miedo o falta de confianza. That hinders in your engagement with people, whereas it's hard to make disciples. Que te limita en tu conexión con otras personas. Y obviamente no vas a ayudar a, yeah. a personas a conocer a Dios. Or you're just, just needing a spiritual breakthrough. O quizás simplemente necesitas una ayuda espiritual. Um, the Samaritan took the man to the end and gave an end in the end, and gave him extra care. El samaritano lo llevó al alojamiento y le dio atención extra. The disciples in motion is an invitation to the inn. Discípulos en motion es una invitación al alojamiento. The bandage, the bandages represent the efforts you have taken, you know, in the past, you know, to acknowledge and deal with the stronghold. Tomando estas clases te ayuda a reconocer las heridas del pasado y esos retos que tienes. The end represents a place where you can go and slow down and um, get the healing that you need. El alojamiento representa un lugar donde puedes tomar una pausa y recibir la ayuda que necesitas. It's a nine-week session of healing. Son nueve semanas de sanar. Where you can fully examine this one stronghold. Donde puedes tener tiempo para examinar ese reto particular. Uh, it's that one thing that limits you, the one major thing that limits, limits you spiritually or your ability to live life to the full spiritually. Te deja dar un enfoque a ese reto principal que te limita a tener una relación con Dios. It allows the, the many ways that Jesus healed in the gospel to continue um, to start or continue your healing process. Ese programa da una, una oportunidad para que el proceso de Dios de sanarte continúe. It's nine weeks. Son nueve semanas. It's uh, 90 minute sessions. Son sesiones de una hora y media. It um, includes a devotional time, 
Incluye un devocional. Focus testimonies. Testimonios. And uh, group time to share. Y tiempo como grupo para compartir. There's also a need for facilitators uh, as well. También necesitamos ayuda de facilitadores para ese programa. Starts April 3rd. Comienza el 3 de abril. And there are books available in the back. Se pueden, uh, hay libros atrás y se pueden en una mesa y pueden inscribirse. Thanks for letting me share. Gracias. Gracias. As we come to an end, para concluir y tomar comunión, and for us to take communion, the way this story concludes, la manera que concluye esta historia, this lawyer, this expert in the law, asks a question from his ripple effect world, and Jesus answers that question by rephrasing the question from his ripple effect world. Este hombre hace, hace una pregunta basada de su mundo, de su efecto dominó, y Jesús reforma, reconstruye esa pregunta de su mundo. And so we see the clashing of these two worlds. But if you don't read slowly, you may not catch it. The man says, Who is my neighbor? El hombre dice, ¿Quién es mi prójimo? And then Jesus tells this story. And then he changes the question and he says, which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell in the hands of robbers? Do you see how that changes everything? El hombre dice, ¿Quién es mi prójimo? Y Jesús lo cambia para decir, ¿Cuál de estos tres crees que fue el prójimo a la persona que cayó? You see, in chapter 6, Jesus, uh, in the Sermon of the Mount, Jesus lays out so many things from this imagined world. And one of them is love for enemies. And the barrier that comes down, that there are no longer friends and enemies. There's no longer barriers from Jesus' imagined world. Ya no hay barreras de quién es enemigo, quién es amigo de este mundo que Jesús nos presenta. But the lawyer likes order, structure. There needs to be a bad guy. And what this lawyer is asking, can you just make clear, who should I love and who should I not? Lo que quiere saber este hombre es, ¿a quién amo y a quién no? And Jesus says, it's not about who you love and who you don't love. It's about who you're going to be. He says, who is my neighbor? And Jesus says, who is the neighbor? Oh, snap. ¿Quién es mi prójimo y quién es el prójimo? And if we live in a world of disturbances, crisis, hate, war, we can't go around asking the wrong questions. Si vivimos en este mundo de guerras, de crisis, no, no, no podemos ser cristianos que preguntan las preguntas equivocadas. The question, the right question, the Jesus question is, what neighbor do you need to be? Not who is my neighbor, what neighbor do you need to be? What kind of neighbor do you need to be? Go do likewise. So la pregunta no es quién, pero cómo puedo ser. 
anda y haz tú lo mismo. As we take communion, in light of these circumstances, let's live from this imagined world, the world that can be, that should be, and that will be. And the starting point for that in this passage is what kind of neighbor we need to be. You may not be in Moldova hosting refugees, but you have a neighborhood. You go to work somewhere. You go to school somewhere. You take an Uber somewhere. You're around people. What kind of neighbor can you be? Quizás no estamos en los países vecinos recibiendo refugiados, pero vivimos con gente, alrededor con gente, trabajamos con gente. ¿Qué tipo de prójimo puede ser? Go and do likewise. Let's pray and take communion. Oremos, tomemos comunión. God, we pray for our brothers and sisters. We pray for all people. We pray for our brothers and sisters in, Ukraine, in Russia. We know that they are in conflict themselves. We pray for all of these things and we pray that we don't turn away but that we look towards and allow our hearts to lament and then we look to your scriptures so that we can live out of your imagined world. Ayúdanos a no tener indiferencia, Dios, para poder tener, estar conscientes de lo que está ocurriendo en el mundo y no ignorarlo, pero acercarnos para ser parte de tu mundo. Help us to participate in your imagined world now. As we take communion, we recognize that there will be death, but there is also the incoming resurrection, the day that it will be. But for now, we are filled with burdens, but we live with a living hope for that day. Help us to go and do likewise. Ayúdenos a ir y hacer lo mismo. We take communion in celebration and in hope with broken hearts and full of faith of the world that is incoming. Te pedimos todo esto, Dios, en nombre de Jesús. Amen. Amen.